Hi, and welcome to Your Prosperity, a podcast series on financial topics, including tax, wealth creation, superannuation, lending, audit, and many other things that we deal with here on a regular basis at Prosperity Advisors. As with all financial podcasts, any advice you hear in this is general in nature and not to be relied upon. Please contact us for any specific advice. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. It's the 19th of January, 2023. Uh, to continue with my theme, we've got a bit of a, a bit of a medical slant on this one as well. So probably more so GPs, but others in the medical industry as well. Uh, I've got with me special guest, Marcus Wilson from Surgical Partners, CEO, founder, everything else. Marcus, welcome. Thanks, Brendan. Great to be on the show. Yeah, great to have you. So we're doing a little run of a few different, um, I guess, guests who are talking in the medical industry, which obviously I'm uh, doing a fair bit of accounting with. I've seen you at enough events, conferences, whatnot, uh, you know, webinars, things around the place uh, and seen your product. So I thought it'd be good just to chat a bit about some of the, uh, I guess, tech focus is a little bit of where I am in the medical industry at the moment and looking at, mm-hmm. but you've sort of got a bit of a, a system that may, you know, works quite well with some integrations and probably talking a bit more generally about integration in the, the tech space in the medical industry as well. So, um, you know, the, there's probably in the past, we've had a lot of barriers to, having your sort of tech involved because we didn't have computer software that can handle it. And the important part is having computer software that can make tech talk together with, you know, zero and those sort of things coming out. It makes it a lot easier. Talk us through a bit about that space for you and how, how you find uh, that tech is, is, is improving automation in the industry. Yeah. Well, I guess when I first dived into it, I really thought that, um, you know, like most of the business technology world was moving quickly. And I thought, well, geez, you know, if we're going to bring a solution to market, we're going to have to uh, really get our skates on to, to stay in front of this opportunity. But, um, uh, you know, as I've come to learn, and uh, those who've been in the industry for some time have come to learn is, is healthcare is quite unique. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, barriers to adoption. There's a lot of um, you know, reticence to adopt technology. There's uh, a lot of conservatism, you know, um, and, you know, rightly so when it comes to um, handling patients and, um, you know, respecting uh, patient outcomes, you know, you it, it's not a an area which is is ripe for risk-taking. And so, um, you know, there is quite a lot of, uh, you know, lag in adoption. And um, also the, you know, core technologies that have historically been used by um, like GPs or other sort of medical practices, they've been yeah. desktop systems, which have been limited in their ability to, you know, connect with other systems and integrate and automate. And so it's, um, it's had a few sort of natural limitations to it. And um, the other thing it's worth mentioning too, is uh, you, you know, you've seen one medical practice, you've seen one medical practice, you know, they're, they're all different. Um, there's a lot of variability in structures and contractual arrangements. So being able to, deliver a one-size-fits-all fit software solution to the industry is, um, you know, it's never really going to fly. So, you know, the, it takes some time to kind of build up, uh, you know, the range of features and settings and variability to be able to, you know, make uh, a substantial mark and, and, and penetrate what still is kind of a niche cottage industry. Yeah, and and you're right. It's an interesting comment you make. You uh, you know, you've seen one, you've seen one. Like every, <laughs> every practice should be the same and should be pretty similar, but there's different service fees. There's different arrangements of different doctors depending on the billings. There's different arrangements of nurses. Yeah. There's different range of rooms. It they all seem to be a little bit different. And and then my area structures, obviously, those all change as well into different things as well. So there is a yeah. lot of. I agree. It, it's they're not all the same. It's it's a bit hard to say. Well, this is the standard way it works. Mm. 
work like that. It'd be good if we could have, here's the standard way of doing it and it'd be nice and smooth and then it'd be, uh, it'd all work well, but it just, it never happens like that. So yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that um, how, once we've moved away from those desktop desktop systems, because you're all about integrating cloud-based technology to work well together. If I could oversimplify yes. what you do, when did the shift come to that and how has, you know, how have you, how has technology changed to allow you to do that? I get a desktop used to be just export to Excel and start filtering it, but now we can do more. Talk us through that technology and why that's achievable. Yeah, well, I guess the core of every, of every medical practice is a practice management system. And there's been a lot of talk about practice management systems moving to cloud. And by cloud, I mean true um, you know, in a browser web-based uh, technology, uh, much like we've seen in accounting systems with uh, the likes of Xero over the last decade or 15 years. Um, I guess the issue with... Um, you know, core practice management systems moving to uh, to cloud is, you know, you've um, it's going to take some time for the functionality of cloud-based system to catch up with the, you know, the functionality required to run a medical practice. If you think about, you know, e-prescribing, you think about, you know, Medicare claiming, you think about radiology, pathology results, my health record integration, all the different subspecialties that need to be served. It, it just takes time for, you know, cloud systems to catch up with the desktop functionality. And also, if you think about it, um, arguably accounting, like in the zero example, doesn't require, you know, quickly, quickly moving through screens. But if you're a GP, for example, and you're sitting with a patient, you don't want to be spending too much time in front of the screen. You want to be talking to the patient. But when you're in front of the screen and you've got to move through screens, you've got to click really fast, right? And often, unless you have just, you know, the best internet connection available, it's just a reality that web-based systems just don't move as quickly you know, so um, there has been this kind of delay in uh, cloud-based technology coming into to, uh, healthcare practices in terms of core systems. Now, um, that doesn't mean you can't integrate and automate. It doesn't mean just because you're not in the cloud, you can't have good APIs and good integration and good connectivity. So what we've seen is various systems over time work around those kind of desktop limitations. You've seen Tyro integrate payments uh, over the last 10 or 15 years. You know, more and more um, payment systems are coming into that space, trying to integrate. Um, mm. You know, the, the practice management systems have come up with partnership arrangements. They've started to build uh, connection pathways. So even though there still is that limitation of desktop prevalent in the sector, um, there's been sort of workarounds which has enabled more and more data interaction between systems. And so um, we've kind of been at the forefront of driving that um, data extraction in terms of billing information um, and extracting that information in a standardized way. Of course, all of the different practice management systems do things differently, just like the practices do things differently. So coming to a bit of a standard as to what's an invoice, what's a payment, what's a refund and all of that, and being able to then apply contractual rules, business rules to, the, to that data that we extract, i.e. what's a service fee for a practitioner under what you know, contractual condition, it might be a, a yeah. percentage for, you know, day of the week or a certain item gets a certain percentage or, you know, one doctor versus another. Once we get that data out in a standardized way um, through those integrations that we've developed with these various desktop systems, we can then start applying, you know, more and more contractual flexibility 
business rules to that data and then integrate that into more standard downstream integrations. And by that, I mean things like Xero. Like Xero has an API that our cloud uh, technology can really easily talk to once we've got that data out and once we're starting to apply those various you know contractual rules that the the practices have in place mm. and that's the the important part of that i think i mean you're a, you obviously deal in a, in the tech world enough and you know throwing out api and integration it sounds easy but at the end of the day the important part i feel is you're not paying somebody a wage to do this it's an automated process once right. it's set up and happens like that and yep. it just flows through you don't yeah, need right. someone going okay now do that now i'll push that there then I'll work out how much we're going to pay that. Uh, we're going to transfer to that doctor for their billings. Let's not even get into payroll tax right now. That's that's a that's a hot topic that one. But let's avoid that right now. But assuming you're paying money to the doctor and then paying money to the practice, however you're splitting that up, uh, that's an automated process is the key. And obviously that's your your business uh, and how it works. And you've made that automation between the practice management software and the zero say, for example, where it just. Yeah, yeah. Happens smoothly, works out who gets what, how much is each person's money, a nice yep. smooth flow. And then also the bit you probably, that I like as an accountant is you you push the transaction into zero and it actually prepares the transaction for you in zero. So it That's kind of right. does the work for you, which is really good. So it just yeah. saves a bit of that back end time or a lot of time. What, what, yeah. what sort of time is it saving as an example of, oh, we'll get onto some other tech in a sec, but just on your product, what does it yeah. say? Well, I think if you think about that standard workflow, there's extraction of reports. Those reports are then, you know, imported into some kind of Excel format. You know, um, the the percentages are applied that that, you know, what out what is output from that spreadsheet might be entered in zero and then an invoice might be generated. So there's a number of steps there. There's extraction, there's uh, calculation, there's, you know, data entry, which is, you know, really double entry the end of the day so yeah. depending on the size of the practice how many doctors they have uh how often they do it this could range from you know an hour a fortnight to you know three or four hours you know a fortnight if you're doing it weekly you know it could add up to you know 10 or 15 hours a month so we're, a time, really, yeah. yeah absolutely and besides you know we want to get that down or we have got that down to a couple of clicks. So it's a matter of going in once a fortnight, all the numbers are there, push a button, goes into zero. You can download an ABA file from zero, upload it into your online banking and pay. And besides the speed of that couple of clicks versus those hours, what we're talking about there is data integrity as well. There's no you know, re-entry into systems where mistakes can be made. It's the same mm. data that's going into that uh, uh, banking payment instruction that you know has gone out on invoices and statements automatically from the system yeah. to the doctors. So there's that integrity sort of side of it as well. And then besides that data going into the zero file for the practice, we can also integrate that data in terms of what each individual practitioner receives into their individual zero file as well. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, a financial management solution for the practice. It's also a financial management solution for the practices. And in a tight recruitment market, which we know, uh, particularly in the GP space, a lot of practices are suffering from uh, differentiators like that can be can be really important. Yeah, that's right. And apart from obviously your, you know, surgical partners, sort of your your stack that you've got or your tech that you've got, what's the other, what stacks are you finding in the industry is good at the moment? Like, so what, what's working well? Because there's no point having a few bits of tech and then you have one system that's a, an old desktop that doesn't integrate with everything and makes it all yep. fall apart. 
what what sort of tech stacks are out there that are working well in the in the medical space at the moment? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, unfortunately, like uh, a lot of other industries, duopolies form, and you know, the larger systems get the most partnerships, they get the most integrations and automations. You know, they just flock to the popular systems. That's just an unfortunate reality of the world we live in. And um, you know, everyone's got their own view on practice management systems, for example. Um, but in terms of the ability to integrate and automate, uh, we've seen the most popular system in GPs, for example, being best practice, have probably the most extensive range of, you know, financial management integrations. And so a common one that we see that works really well is best practice and probably the most pervasive small business, well, certainly the most pervasive. A pervasive small business accounting system at the moment is zero. So best practice and zero would be a very rock solid combination for financial management in GPs. Uh, on the front end, in terms of payments, historically, Tyro has been a, uh, a really um, prolific, well-integrated solution into best practice. We're starting to see more and more. If you're thinking about uh, online appointments or you know telehealth or taking payments virtually as opposed to like a Tyro machine over the counter. Um, yeah. Worth looking at solutions like Automed. Uh, Automed's uh, a really great solution for taking payment online, um, chasing debt collections, for example. And once Automed takes that payment on behalf of the practice, it writes it into best practice or medical director. So having that payment not have to go through a human hand to get into the PMS and then yeah. us taking it out of the PMS and putting it into accounting, you've got, again, um, you know, that integrity benefit because there's no one who's actually manually entering that anywhere. So um, it's really about um, integration and automation from the time it leaves the patient's wallet all the way through to the ledger um, at tax time, really. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah, that's so. That's a that's a payment system that puts it into best practice. Then yeah, that's the right. Your system automatically pulls it out of best practice. That's right. Puts it up, pay, works out where it needs to be paid through the zero file, preps it all. Yep. Get by the ABA file, and away you go. What yeah. about at the other end? Are there other good techs? And I'm putting you on the spot here, but you're you know you're around enough industry <laughs> people yeah. like me. What are the tech sort of stuff you're seeing out there that's that's having good integration? Yeah. To- um. I mean, one of the real. Uh, you know, superstars of recent years um, has been Cubico. So Cubico is a sort of operational uh, financial insights platform, increasingly getting almost into clinical insights. And um, we were on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. That's handy. Oh, there you <laughs> go. There you go. Um, you know, and these, uh, you know, operators, uh, Chris Mead, who founded Cubico, you know, worked as uh, a practice manager and came out of that practice management environment, really understood the problems at a practice level um, and built a solution to solve those. And, um, you know, there's a lot of practice managers who are, uh, you know, involved in the Cubico team now who have been there, done that, and really have fantastic experience in understanding what are the insights that practices need to know, how to actually act on those insights. And um, they're a commercial partner of ours. We integrate our data into Cubico because... Um, part of the things that we calculate is what belongs to the practice and what belongs to the doctor. So effectively the contractual split between the two. So if you're using Cubico, you would see at the aggregate level, well, what's my billings per hour or billings per appointment or, um, mm. but that doesn't show the practitioner and the practice. Well, what's my share of that gross billing per appointment. So by um, supplementing our data into Cubico, you can see 
that next layer down of you know relevance to the practice owner and to the practitioner. So yeah. I think what we're going to see there in terms of tech stack, um, you know, I mentioned Tyro at the front at the front end in terms of payments. What we're going to see, I think we're already seeing is new entrants into the market. Like CBA has a, uh, a fantastic solution called CBA Smart Health. Um, and they've partnered with Cubico, they've partnered with us. And the reason I mentioned that is that because what I think you're gonna see is more sort of single sign-on solutions. So there's a bit of a, we're talking about tech stack, but what when you think about stack, you also think about app fatigue. Like there's so many different solutions that you need to consider. And that's another thing to log into. So I think what we're going to see over time is not only single sign-on, you sign in once and then you get access to other technologies um, yeah. from that single sign-on, but also single provisioning across systems. So if a new doctor starts, how can that one provision in one system then populate doctors in other systems? Now, this is, you know, not available today, but it's not that far off. So I so think... No, like automated onboarding doctor stuff sort of... Absolutely, absolutely. And um, there's a whole uh, drive from the government, the Australian Digital Health Agency, around this single provisioning concept. And there, that all started from secure messaging because doctors would be moving around and they'd be receiving patient results, pathology results or whatever but all of a sudden they weren't at that practice anymore. So the, the message would never get to the right doctor at the right place. So there was mm. an incentive on the government to develop infrastructure that would enable directories where doctors are and making sure that once they move to somewhere else that they provision across more and more systems. So leveraging that kind of um, industry infrastructure, we really see like systems like ours, for example, because the very first thing that a doctor does when they join a practice well, the thing, the first thing they should do is sign a contract. That's Absolutely, the they should. Yeah. Well, they're, well, they're, I think these days that's becoming a lot more prevalent, but definitely five years ago, you'd walk around no. going, where's the contracts? The what now? Yeah. yeah. So once they've signed a contract, then we store the details of that contract and we operate that contract through our system. But because we're the yeah. first point of call, it's logical and we know who they are because if they're signing a contract, you need to know, you know who's on the yeah. other end of that yeah. contract. So um, we're in a, in a privileged position to not only provision them in some of those other technologies that I mentioned, be it payments or Cubico or whatever, but also to provision them and even in things like medical director or best practice or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think you're going to start to see a lot of coalescence, I guess, amongst these various technologies to make it easier to, you know, yeah, provision doctors, which is a real pain point um, for practice. I mean, you hear about locums, for example, like, you know, when you apply for a locum job, you have to send through this sort of Dropbox worth of, you oh, know, sorry, information. Yeah, 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 all these forms to fill in. It's a real pain point. So I think in the next couple of years, you're going to see, um, you know, a bit of a step change in, you know, some technologies around those and greater standardization. I talked before around part of the problem with adopting technology in healthcare is the lack of standardization. I think, you know, we're just going to see more and more standardization creep in the industry, aided, of course, by things like consolidation. There's more and more consolidated operators, larger operators, and the, the larger you are, obviously, the more standard you're going to be. Hmm. And I guess at the end of the day, for a tech to make sense, there's got to be the need, which is really going to be driven by more accurate data, faster information to access your need to make good decisions for your business. Yep. And probably the tech stack also helping you if you're at that precipice of do I need to put on another admin staff or maybe delaying yep. that because you can save some time for people. So you're saving time, improving a process and making it quicker. 
it made sense as long as the dollars stack up. So I guess that's the impetus for all tech. And it's just a matter of time in this world yep. where now tech is dominating everything. So uh, yes. yeah, I guess it's it's more and more integration of tech and, and more of those things. So look, appreciate you coming on, Marcus. Really uh, enjoyed that. Obviously, you've got your product. I'll put some links in the notes for people, but just in generally a few other products you mentioned there as well. But just the tech in general, it's it's being aware of what tech's out there, what will work for you, and what's going to uh, what's going to benefit your practice in a in an ever changing world. Which one of the other points things you pointed out is sometimes that's a, that's a case of having a more presentable practice that's more appealing to a doctor to come and Absolutely. be a contractor at your practice. So that can be a huge benefit as well. Uh, so yeah, appreciate it, Marcus Wilson, Surgical Partners. Thanks for joining us. I uh, really hope everyone enjoyed the podcast. If you want to jump on, follow it, share it with your friends, follow the series. All we do here at Prosperity, lots of different topics. Have a listen. And Marcus, thanks very much. Cheers. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. Hopefully you liked it. And if so, please give us a few stars, like and share. And if you'd like to follow the series, please subscribe uh, and pass any information on to your friends as well if they, you think they might like it. For more information about who we are, head to prosperity.com.au and follow the links.